everyone. Welcome back to another podcast episode of Car Sales 101. All right. And uh, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. So this is episode 101. Sorry I didn't get to episode on uh, Sunday. I know I tried to give you all some Monday motivation, uh, but I had a very busy Monday or Sunday. What did I do? What did I do? Um, I went to take my daughter to ice skating. And after that, we were busy. I just can't remember what I was busy with. But with that being said, hey guys, thanks for listening to this podcast. It really means a lot to me. Um, you know, it's one of those things, you know, I, when I first started this podcast, I didn't realize if I was going to change anybody's lives. And I thought, well, you know what, if I can just reach out to one person and change their life, that would be awesome. Um, but when I, get, when I get DMs and private messages from y'all, and I've hopped on the phone with a couple of y'all, it really means a lot to me because, you know, I don't get paid any money for this. And well, I do, I, I do the anchors and I do the sponsorships and I'm trying to, you know, make maybe $200 a week off, uh, $200 a month off of this, but I don't make any money off of this. I do this out of sheer passion and wanting to see the car industry and the car business get a little bit better. Now, with that being said, you know, I think uh, they stopped, that starts from the top down um, in any aspect of any business. And, you know, this podcast is going to be more geared towards managers and, you know, where I think the car business is going. Um, and not so much on the salespeople, but you as salespeople, I want y'all to listen to because I think this will be very good and very um, interesting in, in what I think. And I'd like to get some feedback from y'all. You're more than welcome to hit me up. So anyways, if y'all want to connect with me on Facebook, Tony Story, S-T-O-R-I-E, on Instagram, at TNT Dad 2728 and on LinkedIn, uh, Tony, in parentheses, Anthony, last name, Story. And guys, reach out to me anytime. I might not get back to you right away, but man, when I do get back to you, I'll make sure I give you my full attention. All right, so, you know, too often in the car business, um, we decide to do the old management style. Uh, and what I mean by that is we try to browbeat, you know, the salespeople. And I had a previous podcast episode about this. But with that being said, uh, and I know I say with that being said a lot because I got called out in the meeting, what we don't do is we don't train, right? You know, whenever we hire salespeople, and I'm talking to managers specifically, um, at the dealership that I'm at, Legacy Ford and Rosenberg, um, right now our owner wants us to have about 25 to 30 salespeople on the ground. He thinks that the numbers of the people on the, on the showroom floor will equate to more cars sold. And that's not always necessary true, necessarily true. And the reason why I say that is, and, and if that's your dealership, please don't do it. I'm, I'm being forced to do it. I don't enjoy it. Uh, and, but I, I'm gonna take a different approach starting uh, next week versus what's going on this week. Here's the thing. It's like whenever, you know, the military, whenever we were over in Nazi Germany and we were fighting uh, in one of the world wars, I think it was two, I'm not sure. I don't think it was one. I could be wrong. Guys, I'm not a history buff. I know a little bit about history, so don't, don't call me out. But after a while, the Nazis were pretty much sending anybody into battle. And when you look at it from that aspect, as, as you as a manager, if you're hiring anybody, and much like the, 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 the Nazis in, in Germany, they were just putting anybody into battle and they didn't care if they died. So basically, you were sending untrained soldiers out into the field and it was of no use. So you were just creating bodies, hoping they would catch some along the way. They didn't believe in the fight. They didn't believe in you know, what was going on. And so at the end of the day, it was, it was the, the collapse of what not the Nazis were. Now, with that being said, the same thing goes for you as a salesperson, as, a, as you as a sales manager. If you're hiring salespeople just to fill a body at the dealership, you're hiring untrained salespeople to handle, 
you know, whatever it costs, you know, we, and what we think costs per lead to get in the dealership, which is a very manipulated number, and it's probably a lot higher than what people think, is that the cost that you're spending on, on marketing and advertising to get, to get customers into your dealership, and then the next thing you know, um, that untrained salespeople is handling a $300 lead. And we're all wrong because it's actually probably a little bit higher than that, probably close to 750 or 1,000 bucks that we are spending to get a customer in the dealership. <laughs> Excuse me. But with that being said, if you're not training your salespeople, then you're not gonna sit there and have a soldier on the front line that's gonna be able to handle the information or the customer that's been given to them. And so that's one thing that I've seen in the car business that's a big no-no and I don't, I don't agree with it. And you know, and I know you salespeople, it goes the same way with you as a salesperson. Whenever a new hire gets employed there, it's one of those things. You know, managers in most car industries and car dealerships are, are typically overworked. Now don't get me wrong, there's those lazy managers that don't do anything. And, and, and I'm, I, I think I'm not one of them, but there are those that are, are seriously overworked. Um, because a manager has to answer to the higher above and they have to answer to an owner ultimately. So the thing that you have to look at is a, sell, a manager doesn't always have the ability to wrap his arms around new sales hires and new salespeople. And what happens when a new hire comes into the dealership, it's almost instinct for some salespeople at some, some dealerships. And then it's, that's built upon the culture that's at the dealership too, is that, you know, how do I piss on this guy's brain to get him out, or this girl's brain to get him out of here as fast as possible because I don't want the competition. And you know, that's not always true. One thing a salesperson does if they become very good, they work off a repeat referral business, right? So they don't have to worry about floor traffic, they don't have to worry about internet traffic, they don't have to worry about none of that stuff. Yeah, they have that for ancillary purposes, you know, to get the onesies and twosies here, but that's not their main source of um, business. So when you bring a salesperson in, they're not really competition because they're not, if you've been at a dealership for a while, you're not competing with them because you're a skilled, trained professional and they're not. So if you really want to see the success of somebody, and I, and I always look at it this way, I always want to give everybody the opportunity to be, to be at their fullest potential. And if you as a salesperson are having a new salesperson and you're telling them how horrible it is and all the bad things that go on at this dealership, you're ultimately gonna be, you're, you're ultimately not ever gonna be a manager, I can tell you that right now, and you're not gonna sit there and be able to ever have somebody follow and believe in you and, and, and want to work for you because if you can't bring up somebody up to the level at least where you're at or train them to that level, it's never gonna happen in the aspects of you being a manager. They're never gonna believe you. If, this, if you hire a salesperson, right, and the first thing out of your mouth is, man, this place sucks, and the next thing you know, just by sheer chance you get hired into management, they're not gonna believe in you and they're gonna burn out. And that's one thing you really have to understand. And that goes you know, for you as a sales manager too. It's all dependent upon the culture you create on how your staff will be um, welcoming of a new hire or not welcoming of a new hire. Um, so that's one of the things that I really wanted to talk about. The next thing I wanted to talk about is when, you're, when you are the leader of your team, you have to understand you have four what, how many ever managers you have at your dealership? You have a lot of chiefs, and you know the thing is, is there's no delegated power. You know you have a GSM, you have you know a couple of sales managers, but the power is not always shifted in the right direction. Okay. So with that being said, 
the way you should conduct meetings and conduct yourself with salespeople, please don't get me wrong. There, there are salespeople, there are employees that are of no value to you or the dealership sometimes. And it's like a cancer and you need to cut it out as fast as possible. But don't create that cancer. Don't, don't, don't give anybody that ability to be the cancer in your dealership. So with that being said, you know, one of the main things you really have to understand is when you, when you, whether you hold Monday morning meetings or everyday meetings, or if you have one-on-one with your salespeople, or just in regular passing throughout the dealership, you need to be very careful about how you present yourself to your, 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 your salesperson. You know, you want them to emulate, you want to lead by example, and you want them to emulate what it is that you do. So the one thing you truly have to understand is that you have to be the example no matter what. Um, so whenever you're telling your, your salespeople to make phone calls or send out emails or how to present a pencil or, you know, grabbing, an early, grabbing a manager for early management CEO or for product knowledge and presentation, you know, the one key thing you really, really have to remember is, is that they don't know what you know, okay? So you have to train them. And when you train them, you have to lead by example. So if a salesperson is brand new and there's nobody else around to help them, it might be your turn to do a demonstration on the dealership, on the, on the vehicle. It might be your turn to do a guest sheet and get all the information for the customer. It might be your turn to go out and, and present the pencil on the first pencil. It might be your turn to go over there and have the trader praise because they don't know what they're doing. It might be your turn to show out the, go out there and show them how to fill out the back of their folder for a VIN verification. You know, and that's the key things that I think we sometimes forget. We, we rely sometimes on other salespeople to do that, or, or we just have been in the car business so long that we've gotten numb to the situation at hand, and we think that they should automatically know this information. Um, and but before I go any further, just give me a minute, listen to my little commercial. I don't know which one it's going to be because hopefully I get picked up on all the commercials in this whole entire world. Uh, but just give me one minute, listen to the commercial, and I'll be right back with you. All right, guys, I am back. I am back, and I want to let y'all know the success of the dealership is going to depend on your culture. But to follow up with what I was saying is that we as managers, we sometimes forget what it's like to be a salesperson. Um, and what we do is we expect new hires to automatically know this information, and, and we end up looking at them dumb. We end up belittling them and stuff like that. But... The step before this, can't, I can't always say, can you hire right? Because at, at my dealership, I've, I've done most of the hiring and I've been wrong a lot of times. I mean, it's one of my most weakest spots in the whole entire um, suit of armor that I have and I'm not very good at it. Uh, I always want to give everybody a chance. But the one place where I think we fail somewhat, and I, and I think we do a decent job at it, we don't do a great job, is that we, have, we bring on new salespeople, right? And we don't train them the right way. We don't train them on how to be salespeople. We don't train them on how to uh, be successful in the industry. We don't train them on anything. You know, we sit there and we put them in the morning meeting and then we tell them to go downstairs and we tell them to hook up with a senior salesperson and to move on, right? And that's not, you know, the most, the, the, that's not successful in any fashion or form. And so, you know, when a salesperson is coming to the sales tower and they're doing their first deal and they're two days into the car business, well, they're looking at you clues because they don't have no clue what they're doing. And the next action that should come out of your mouth is, all right, how can I help you? What are we, where do we need to go? 
what's going on that way I can help you versus you don't know what you're doing. You were like, what, why are you even on the showroom floor? You know, there's, there's, All right, guys. Sorry. <laughs> I ripped my headphones out. I don't know where to restart this at, so I'm going to keep on going. So if you give me, uh, I do apologize for that. But, you know, your salesperson is sometimes looking at you clues because you don't have, they have no clue what you're doing, right? And once again, this is where I encourage you as sales, other, you know, senior salespeople is to, to wrap your arms around them and be that guy. You know, ask your manager if they can create, a, create an incentive for you that if the salesperson that you hired stays for X amount of days and sells X amount of cars, that you get some sort of bonus. But the one thing is that you really, really, truly got to understand is that, you know, when they come to you, they don't know any better and you need to sit there and grab them, wrap your arms around them and teach them. Because that's the culture you want them to know, okay? Now, once you have a seasoned salesperson that's been there for a while, right, um, I, I see too many times... And this just isn't at the dealership that I'm at, but it's also at several other dealerships that I've been to, is that when a salesperson comes to the sales tower and you know they, they, they have a pencil that they can't close a customer on, they have nowhere left to go, in true remarks, they really might have done everything they could to sell them that car, um, but they, they don't, they don't know, there's nothing they can do. Or in other regards, the way I always tell my managers that, that I work with and you know the ones that are above me, and I've been told this a long time ago by, by one manager, when a salesperson comes to you and is asking for help, it, that means they've run out of talent. So, and I don't mean that, if you've got plenty of talent in your whole entire arsenal, great for you, but when a salesperson goes to the tower, they're asking for help. They're not asking for a better pencil sometimes. They're not asking for, can you discount it more? They're asking for help. They have nowhere else to go because they don't know what talent they need to, it is to close that deal. And when you belittle them, you cause them to question or doubt themselves and you only set them back further on their path of being a good salespeople. So you have to understand, when a salesperson comes to you to the sales tower and they have a tough customer or they don't know where else to go, it's because they've run out of talent and they're asking you for help. So at this point, don't belittle them. Teach them, grab them, tell them, hey, where are you at? What is he saying? All right, let's go out there and let's see if we can wrap this deal up. And, and, and that's when you lead by example. And, and that's what I have to tell you. Once you get done doing that, then you need to have a session, uh, a review section, or break down what took place and what didn't take place and see, let, show them areas of improvement. So whenever you're done and the salesperson, you either close the deal or you didn't close the deal, that's when you need to have a, um, uh, you need to relook at everything. Man, I can't think of the word I'm thinking. I can't think of the word that I need to use here. But you need to reevaluate what took place and figure out what you can do better. So whether it was, you know, the walk around when it initially took down, maybe it was the needs assessment. When you actually did the needs assessment on the vehicle and the customer, you know, said they needed sunroof and leather, but their budget didn't, didn't accompany that. Um, you need to also review and do a self-assessment of how you penciled the deal as a manager. Did you, did, you put the, did you put them on the right vehicle? Did you pencil it the right way? Did you show them a lease option? Did you show them, you know, a flex buy option? Did you show them 75 months? Did you show them 84 months? Did you show them 72 months? Did you show them incentivized rate? 
You know, did they give them the option of running their credit? And that's the thing. You know, a salesperson doesn't know what you know as a manager sometimes. And, and that's, that's one of the key things you always have to remember. When you as a manager are penciling a deal or doing something, they don't know what you don't, they don't know what you know. They don't know whether the, the vehicle has a bad car fax. And if you're withholding that from them, that doesn't always help. The customer, the salesperson doesn't know whether you're holding a thousand on the trade or whether you're holding, you know, uh, selling it, you know, five, $500 below invoice or a thousand dollars below invoice. And the customer comes back and says, oh, this is too high. You know, you're looking at them like they're crazy, but they don't know where you're at in the deal. They have no idea what the structure of the deal is. And that's why you really need to understand and go out there and guide them whenever, and as long as you think you have smart salespeople, they'll learn where they're at in the deal. That way they know next time, maybe I can't give up that discount. And that's where they learn, they, they get better. They educate themselves on being a better, more proficient salespeople. Um, and that's why you always, after you get done doing a pencil or you go out there and talk to the customer, don't come up to the sales tower and gloat and be like, I closed that deal and you did it, man, I'm, I'm badass. You have all the ability and you have all the power to close that deal. So you're proud of yourself for having the ability to do what your job is supposed to do. And it's, it's, that's stupid, okay? What you need to do is sit there and review what took place and figure out how to make your the way you did it better and you, the way your, your salesperson uh, uh, did it better. And, and that's where I think a lot of the keys, you know, to how you, be, how you enforce your sales staff to be a good, good sales staff, how you enforce, how you, how you make them feel better about what they're doing, about their job and what they do. Because, you know, too many times in the car business, we have too many salespeople that burn out because they just don't know enough information and, and we don't take the time to teach them and time to learn. So, you know, reviewing a lot of stuff, guys, you know, you need to make sure you hire right. Uh, I'm not the best. I'm not, I can't give you advice on that. And I don't want to give anybody advice on that. I think I'm the worst, I'm the worst person to give you advice on hiring people right. Um, the other thing is you need to train the right way, okay? Train your salespeople the right way and train them the right way all the time. Train them how you want them to sell cars, not how other salespeople at your dealership sell cars. Um, and that's where, you know, you got to look at it um, from both sides. Do you want a salesperson to be incentivized by selling, helping one of your employees sell cars? Or do you just want to sit there and do it yourself? Um, I think if you hook them up with a good salesperson, I think they'll learn a lot of good stuff. Whether you should do a rotation or not, I don't know. I'm kind of up in the air about that. You know, how, how quick they should be able to sell cars on the showroom floor, I don't know. Because um, I think everybody has a different learning curve. Uh, and it's like anything, you have to go to college to learn about something to get a degree. Don't expect your new hires to be uh, rock stars from based on the interview that you had with them for 30 minutes. You need to make them the rock star that you think they are. Um, the other thing is, is you know, a salesperson doesn't know what you know. So make sure you completely understand that and treat each salesperson as a training tool, a training ability when you have that chance. And the other thing is guys, as managers, you know, and even as salespeople, sometimes with these new hires, you got to get your elbows dirty again. You got to show everything that you did learn and everything that you do know. And I think that's what creates a good culture within your dealership. So, you know, there's a lot of things that, that can be taken from this, but, you know, creating a culture of, you know, the ability to learn and wanting to help other people and leading by example is what's going to make you and your team successful. Um, so anyways, guys, I was going to talk a little bit about, you know, where I think the car business is going and, and what's going on, but I don't know if I have enough time. But I will tell you this. I think, in my opinion, and I'm going to make this quick, 
I think we need to train salespeople how to pencil their own deals. I think too much time is wasted on the art of penciling a deal, which anybody can do, and I think that ability should be given more and more to the salesperson. If they are able to look at their gross, I think that they'll be able to um, make more money than what I think we do as uh, managers sometimes. Um, and then you have a break-even point where they can't go below. But guys, that's one of the key things that I think is going to happen in the car business. If I'm going to make you a true sales professional, I don't, I don't need you to come to the sales tower. Um, or in that case, you, you don't need to go to the sales tower and ask them for a discount or anything like that because it just doesn't make any sense. The other thing is, guys, and I've told you, I don't preach on this, the leads that come into your dealership are going to die eventually. Um, not die, but it, it gets so diluted that I think sometimes we pay for what we get, and I think that's why we get bad leads. Um, a closing percentage on you know internet leads, 15% is just asinine. I think so. that's one of the stupidest things in the whole entire world. You should be closing 50% of your internet leads, and they should be good quality leads. So if you're not creating your own leads for you, whether it be through Facebook and personal advertising, you know, I have a, an affiliate link with phone sites where you can create landing pages, collect whatever data you want to collect. And if you want to learn how to, if you sign up for it and you want to learn how to sponsor, you know, Facebook sponsor your stuff, man, it's not that hard. It's very, very simple. So hit me up. I do have an affiliate link. I will jump on the phone with you and help you out. I have no problem with that. Um, so anyways, that's about all I got. Uh, I just wanted to wrap this podcast up by saying thank you. I can't believe we made it to 100 episodes. Um, I had a little hard time thinking of what I wanted to talk about in this episode because I think you know I need to move on to more of what uh, I think managers should do in the car business. But I still want to touch base with on the, on the salespeople because the car business is always a, a ever-changing uh, field. So guys, I truly love y'all. Um, this could be the hardest five-figure business or the easiest six-figure business. It is what you make it. Uh, we all win when we all win. So if you, if you like this content, make sure you're with everybody. Private message, DM, text message them. Uh, hook, hook up with me on Facebook, hook up with me on Instagram, uh, at TNC Dad, on Facebook, Tony Story, S-T-R-E, and LinkedIn, uh, Tony in parentheses, Anthony, last name Story. And guys, I got to get out of here. I got to hang out with my son and let, uh, watch him. So guys, I love you all. Peace.